Wait a minute. Okay. This is the edition unfiltered podcast. You've had a hard day, a long day. You've basically had a day and you find yourself sitting down or let's be real sleeping on your bed and turning on the tv the laptop basically any electronic device and going straight to find a new show to watch or you decide to basically let's let's for this sake of this scenario let's decide that you you're looking for a new show to start it's a show that everyone's been talking about and you can't help but get yourself to start it and you decide you know what i'm just gonna watch one episode of this show or two episodes maximum and before you know it it's five in the morning and you've finished all nine episodes because the whole time you were watching the show it was like one more episode one more episode and you know that you have to wake up in this morning in the morning and you tell yourself after you've after you've watched the show i'm never gonna do this again and guess what happens same thing happens you come home from you go into your bed you turn on the tv and you start a new show to watch and the cycle continues and you know what if you're feeling bad about it don't it happens to all of us but here's the thing that's really bugging at me right so when i was watching a show and i finished watching the show i kind of got myself i kind of asked myself hey wait a minute what happens to my brain or my mind when I'm binge watching a TV show. So I did some research. You're gonna hear me throw a lot of surveys and statistics at you, please do not be intimidated. I was intimidated at first, but it was really interesting, so I kept digging. And at the end of this episode, you're gonna find out what happens to your mind, or what happen- what's happening to your brain when you're binge watching, and you're gonna thank me because I've just given you an icebreaker for when you're at a party. You're welcome. <laughs> So, thanks to the various streaming platforms that we have, Netflix being the biggest one of them, we have Hulu following, Amazon Prime, um, Peacock, honestly I could keep naming streaming platforms and then you add that onto the illegal ones that are available, you have a multitude of sites that you could go to to watch an insane amount of shows like and you have access to so many and all of them just in one sitting you obviously you can't help but take advantage of that right so i did some research but here's what was really interesting now this is pre-covid and according to a survey that was conducted by netflix 361,000 people watched all nine episodes of season two of stranger things on the first day that it was released now Let's pause for a second and take into account of all the factors and variables that played at that time. So when season two was released, this was pre-COVID. This was pre-Netflix boom. It was becoming a staple of every household in the States. It hadn't branched out yet, but it was still a very new thing. So you can imagine 361,000 people at the just, this is Netflix at its infant level so i dug in some more so i just binge watched a show very recently which is what sparked this whole um this this whole conversation and i didn't actually feel good after watching the show in fact i kind of felt exhausted my my mind was tired i was i wasn't feeling i wasn't feeling all that great like i did when i had started the show so why are all these people 
and obviously the trend continues we see over and over again netflix has released new shows and people watch it in one night and this isn't just people i mean i have case studies of me my family my friends all watching seasons in one one sitting despite the feeling we have after we continue to do so i decided you know what i'm gonna to the internet and figure out why does that happen and then there, I, I came across a survey that was also t- conducted by Netflix, that found that 73% of participants reported positive feelings associated with binge-watching. Isn't that ironic? You're feeling really terrible after binge-watching, but you have positive feelings associated with binge-watching. Why? That's that's a kicker. I thought about it. I was like, I, I've watched a show in its entirety and I feel exhausted. I'm downright depressed, to be fair, because I'm out of episodes to watch. And also, not even just to watch, but also that I have to wait a really long time before I can get to watch more episodes of this particular show. And Netflix is Net- Netflix has become kind of a, a leader in this space in the sense that they're very stingy with the number of episodes that they want to release, but they're very, very giving. <laughs> with the with the time that it takes to release a season so handful of reasons that binge watching is known to give us such a high and then leaves us kind of just emotionally spent on on the bed on the carpet on the you know i say carpet because hell after binge watching i i don't know the difference between the bed and the carpet and the floor or the chair i'm i'm all fogged up let's think about this let's look at what happens to our brain when we settle in for a marathon and how to just watch responsibly because let i mean i know it even without having to do the research and i'm sure you do too that it's not really good for you especially with the feeling that you get after it's not something that should be a standard practice even though that the social space that we live in has kind of just made this a norm like binge watching is a norm even though the side effects on the brain as you will learn are not that great let's get down to it watching um episode after episode of a show feels good but why does it feel good so the reason that it feels feels good is because there are a lot of there's a lot of chemistry going on in your brain when you're watching um particularly when you play when you press the play button so when you're engaged in an activity that's enjoyable like in this case we're taking binge watching our brain produces dopamine and this is this is known to be the chemical that gives the body a natural internal reward of pleasure the the reason that you wanted to do want to do more of it is because it reinforces continued engagement in that activity it is the brain's signal that communicates to the body this feels good you should keep going and when binge watching your favorite show, your brain is continually producing this dopamine. And so the body experiences sort of a drug-like high. And you experience pseudo addiction to the show because you develop cravings for dopamine. I know this was like really scientific, but it's so accurate. Just based off of the story that I've already said, how I feel when I watch, for example, The Witcher. I feel really happy when I'm watching the show, but I get really depressed after i watch it because that dopamine i guess in this sense based off of this explanation the dopamine is over i don't have that the the feeling of high that i want anymore um and as i'm watching it the reason that i keep watching more and more of it is because 
I'm getting that spike of dopamine that's making me crave to continue to do this. And according to doctors and scientists, it's actually the process we experience while, while binge watching is kind of the same that occurs when a drug or other type of addiction begins. Now that's a red red flag right there. That's a really big red flag. What happens is the neural pathways that cause heroin and sex addictions are the same as an addiction to binge watching. I'm reading based off of an article by Better Today and this is this is causing alarm bells. That sentence alone <laughs> should put you off of binge watching. Dr. Carr is the doctor that explains this what she says is that your body does not discriminate against pleasure it can become addicted to any activity or substance that consistently produces dopamine and binge watching consistently produces dopamine so spending so much time immersed in the lives of characters portrayed on the show is is also kind of fueling our binge watching experience let's let's step back a bit so whenever you binge watch a show and then you go to sleep you dream about these people that you're watching or you dream about the place or you dream about something that is kind of associated with what you were binge watching and when you are feeling sad or depressed or just lonely you kind of turn to your favorite tv show to watch or binge watch because of this particular reason so spending so much time immersed in the lives of characters portrayed on a show is kind of also fueling our binge watching but this is something that's really 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 interesting is that our brains code all the experiences that we watch it either on tv in life in a book or even imagined as real memories as real like do you understand real memories i'm not saying this i'm not making this shit up this is like actual stuff psychiatrists at the laguna family health center in california have said that this is something that happens and she explains it this way she says that when you're watching a tv program the areas of the brain that are activated are the same as when experiencing a live event so we get drawn into storylines become attached to characters and truly care about the outcomes of conflicts this is this is like this is like a light switch going on. This makes me understand so much of the reasons why I'm so passionate about what happens or why we're so passionate about what happens to the characters on the show. Why we're we're like so embedded in when a character doesn't get what they want or or how happy we feel when something amazing happens or how sad we feel when someone dies you cry you laugh you you live the lives of these characters and you feel so much emotion and this makes so much sense this is this is giving me a cheat sheet this is what i feel like is happening to me right now is, is i'm being handed a cheat sheet but let's dig deeper like let's not stop there let's let's dig deeper why we also why we why what are the other reasons we form this bond like why does this happen so apart from the brain coding that's insane is identification i think this is something that we can all again <laughs> identify with uh when you see a character that's more representative of you um you see yourself in the show you're kind of more inclined to form 
a bond. You're inclined to be attached, I guess. Bond and attachment is sort of the same thing, but that that happens. And I think one of the best examples that I found on the internet and one that I completely agree with is Modern Family. It offers identification for the individual who is an adoptive parent, a gay husband, a father of a gay couple, the daughter of a father who marries a younger woman, and this is all stuff that happens or is 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 a standard or not I wouldn't say standard but it's very common in America. This is this is why it was such a popular show because it has so many multiple avenues for identification. It's like the plots and the characters characters all offer opportunity for fantasy and immersion and it's kind of like in the world that you wish you were in that's what it that's what it gives you and so the identification with the power prestige and success it kind of all just makes for an amalgamation of a great watch let's move on to binge watching and how it is a stress reliever now i am a very very good example of this situation that I have come across is when binge watching it kind of offers a temporary escape from the day-to-day grind you know the life that you're living that you don't want to live and it can really be now here is where I I found that it is a positive thing is it can really be helpful for stress management you go throughout the day and you're bombarded with all of this stress that you be within life or work or just basically day-to-day stress shit that we go through it's hard to kind of wind down at the end of the day and tune out all the noise all the stress all the pressure that is expected and everything out it's kind of hard to do that and i speak from personal experience when i say this but binge watching kind of does that for me it acts like a steel door and it blocks my brain from thinking about all these constant stresses and these pressures that I have to face on a daily basis it just it blocks it out for the time I'm watching the show and I think that's why I continue to watch watch a show that I've watched or a show that I've watched a couple of times because I've seen I've already seen what's coming and so there's no stresses for me in that amount of time so if I'm watching something for 20 like an episode of, of 20 minutes just to block out stress and just to wind down I know what's happening in this episode and I know I'm not going to be stressed out about it and so that just makes that just kind of creates my own bubble I've just created my own bubble and it's so cool to learn that that's actually a thing that it act it, it works as a stress reliever and and it can really help set up a great boundary where troubles are are you know kept at a bay another thing that I've seen or I, I've seen in the research is that it can kind of help foster relationships with others who have been watching the same show as you. Now, this is like, this is a complete obvious. This is something that we all know. The fan clubs, the Reddit forums, um, the Facebook groups, the groupies. Like, every, every show has immense fans like the fans that brought back lucifer the fans that brought back manifest like i'm 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 blanking out on shows but these are the ones that come top into my mind all these 
all these fans, all these loyalties that came together and brought back shows that were canceled. This just speaks to it. It it you know it gives you it gives you that opportunity to connect. It gives you that opportunity to form a bond with somebody else because you kind of as science says you're kind of going through the same thing and you kind of just click it's just a instant uh puzzle piece the two pieces brought back together it makes you feel part of a community you kind of have these like i mentioned all these forums and groups and fan clubs where you just connect over an in-depth discussion of the show you have these like fantasy endings you have alternate scenarios like you create all that stuff and that just brings a sense of belonging a break from reality but like that sense of belonging that sense of world that you wish you were a part of or the or the the world that you you wish would have happened it just it just it just kind of brings that to life now let's start let's talk about what happens oh we've discovered that there's not bad to binge watching there is some positives to binge watching um i hope all of none of you use that as an excuse to continue to go overboard on it but there is some benefits to binge watching. Now let's look at what happens. Let's look at the letdown, particularly what happens when the binge watching is over, because I think that's where the most negative aspect of it comes in. Like I mentioned, the sadness, the sadness, the pure sadness after watching a series. I don't know if you can hear it in my voice, but I'm so sad that I have to wait a really long time to watch The Witcher. And now that has even been more devastating is that the fact that the Witcher has changed from Henry to Liam. I know some of you out there will understand my pain. And there we have our sense of community, our reason for bonding. Uh, all right, I digress. All right, okay, let's get back to the letdown, right? You feel sad, you feel depressed, you just kind of like, ugh, you're like a slob, just stuck in the middle of where you don't want to be. I've discovered this is called situational depression because it is, and I quote, stimulated by an identifiable, tangible event. Our brain stimulation is lowered, such as in forms of other depression. So we do have a, a sliver of depression as as we finish watching the show. So to maybe help understand better i found a study that was conducted by the university of toledo which 142 out of 408 participants identified themselves as binge watchers and um, this group recorded or reported higher levels of stress anxiety depression than those who were not binge watchers but when they further examined the habits that came with binge watching it's not hard to see why it would start to impact your mental health so for starters if you're not doing it with a with a roommate or a partner binge watching can actually quickly become isolating we sort of just begin to substitute tv for just human interactions and we disconnect from the natural human world and we replace that with this amazing incredible out of this world virtual world in the sense it is out of this world when you're actually when you're when you're being when you're when your dna is wired to to connect to be social because we are social creatures that disconnect from everyone else or or the over connect if you will to tv 
comes at a cost. Eventually, I think this is a little dramatic, but eventually you will kind of starve to death, and I put that in quotations, emotionally. Real relationships and the work of life is more difficult, but at the end of the day, it's kind of more enriching. It's more fulfilling. It's more growth producing. It's it's kind of just what you need to grow as a person to to experience new things. That that all is it's 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 kind of all encompassing. Where it comes in with the good and the bad and the ugly, but you leave feeling whole. And so, if you've ever find yourself choosing a night in with Netflix overseeing friends and family, it's a sign that this habit is headed into harmful territory. And I quote this from this Dr. Judy Rosenberg, who's a psychologist and founder of the Psychological Healing Center in Sherman Oaks, California. She said this, I didn't say this, so don't quote me on it and don't hate on me, but this is this is the truth. If you find yourself saying no to go out and hang out with people for a night in with Netflix, there's a red flag. Now that's not to say that ev- that that it's an everyday thing like if you do it once in a while that's totally fine because sometimes we kind of need to recuperate be on our own kind of calm down from the world that's fine but if this is a reoccurrence or where you feel you feel fine during the day but you'd rather just stay at home and watch tv then you might need to think about this she further says this a word of warning is for those of those of you who decided to stay in or decide to stay in and and binge watch Stranger Things instead of heading or going out to a Halloween party. That's something we need to talk about and which is a perfect segue into how you could kind of overcome this, how you could binge watch responsibly. Did you ever think that there would be a time where you'd actually have to binge watch responsibly? You've, you've, You've heard of, you know, gamble responsibly, eat responsibly, drink responsibly. I've just never, this is the first of our generations problems it's binge watch responsibly and you honestly anything that has the word binge in there is kind of a dead giveaway of that's it's not good this clearly binge watching clearly has some really helpful effects in terms of stress forming connections so it shouldn't just be shunned out but i've learned there are ways where you could do it responsibly and the key is to reaping the benefits of binge watching without suffering the negative repercussions is just to set parameters for the time you want to spend on the tv or the lap or the the phone because let's face it we have access to it on every single device and i know this is easier said than done because i will set time limits and tell myself you know what i'm just going to do two episodes and i'll just continue into it so it's definitely really tough to do when the whole point of the episode is to get you to watch the next one and basically leaving you cliffhangers thinking that they're going to be resolved in the next episode kind of gets you to watch the next episode and say one more episode one more episode but you have to tell yourself that yes i know that this problem might be solved in the next episode but it's it's a rabbit hole there's going to be another cliffhanger at the end of the next episode and the next episode and the next episode so even if you tell yourself this this cliffhanger is going to be i'm going to have a resolution to this in the next episode so i might as well watch it you're setting yourself up for failure because it's going to happen again so healthy binge watching is just kind of setting yourself a predetermined end time for the binge so don't say 
three episodes so here's an example so don't say you know what i'm gonna stop watching after three episodes because because here is the key right if you tell yourself you're gonna stop watching after three episodes you're going to be enticed by that cliffhanger at the end because that's what it's there for right it's there for you entice you so it wouldn't be doing its job if it didn't even get you to question yourself and watch the next episode but say you're watching a netflix show and each episode is 20 minutes set a timer for yourself and say you know what i'm gonna spend an hour and five minutes an hour and 10 minutes watching this show and that's it that way you're not left by that excruciating cliffhanger you're just somewhere in the middle of oh it's okay it's like eh, it's either a happy moment sad moment like a building it's building up to that that climax you don't really know you're just kind of left there and, and it's not it's not set to entice you so you're more than likely to stop and just move on and leave it out for the sake of it and then here comes the key word balance make sure that you're balancing the binge watching with other activities so after binge watching do something do an activity go out with your friends and your family do something fun be creative just kind of add an additional source of pleasure that's not tied to binge watching it, it it'll be it'll leave you less likely to become addicted um, because you're increasing your physical exercise activity that's causing you the dopamine and increasing your heart rate and stimulating your body and you can give yourself a more effective and longer term experience of fun ex- and excitement as opposed to just that self-reliant on pressing the next episode and watching over and over again and getting into that cycle so go out go for a run go do some exercise go read a book do something else that is going to get you to get that creative energy going in, that additional source of pleasure that's not, again, not tied down to binge watching. But yes, I I hope this was helpful um, or interesting or both or all of the above. I definitely had a lot of fun researching this. I did go down a really crazy rabbit hole of surveys and stuff and I had some sensory overload, kind of how to get out of it. But this was basically the information that was kind of standard within all the articles and all the surveys that are read. So next time you press that next button, think to yourself, what would you do?